This is the Making Millionaires Podcast, a realistic, no BS approach to effective and profitable investing. Everything from options trading to real estate. Once I'm done with you, you'll be itching to tell your boss to take a hike. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get in your face about the real way to make money and change your family tree. It's time to start thinking like a winner. So buckle up, sugar cup. It's about to get real. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks for listening to another episode of the Making Millionaires Podcast. I'm Andrew, host of the Options Millionaire Community. And if you're not familiar with us, we've got a YouTube channel where we discuss all things investing, all things financial-related, technical setups, the academic part of investing. But here in this podcast, we'd like to discuss the majority of the time, at least the mental side of investing, sprinkled in with a lot of other tidbits of information, various stuff to help make you a better trader, not only trader of the markets, but trader of your time. Because in reality, everybody is a trader. Some people trade time for money. Some people trade stocks for money. Some people trade their souls for experiences. In every single way possible, every decision you make is a trade. And you trade everything for whatever it is you like to sacrifice. And that's what this podcast is about. Trying to get your head right. Trying to get your head wrapped around the monumental uphill battle that is success. The road to success. That road to success is different for every single person, but everybody travels down that road at least those who desire to improve their lives in one way or another. And that's precisely what this episode is going to be talking about today. Failure. If there's one thing that we can all agree upon in the world of investing and trading is that failure is rampant. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how many years you've been in the market. It doesn't matter how successful you are. At some point, or every single day for that matter, we face failure on one level or another. How do we overcome those failures is the true battle. In my opinion, the best traders are not the best because they are successful 100% of the time. They are the best because they've overcome failure on the daily, year after year after year. They grind it out. They overcome every failure to become successful. I'm thinking about this as I help people day in and day out, answer questions, figure out what's going on with people. Why are they doing things right? Why are they doing things wrong? How can I tweak things, help, help them, help myself become a better trader as I lead them? Because as the scripture says, as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. That is so true in the world of investing, especially it's very true in our community because as in, yes, I'm looked upon to help other people, but you all help me as well. You all help me be a better trader because I have to lead those who invest, which in turn makes me grind that axe a little bit more to try to be a better trader. But that does not mean that I don't fail. I fail all the time. I have read trades all the time, just like everybody else. But how do you go about managing those trades and overcoming those trades and overcoming those failures? But if you think past the world of investing, of who you really are, because in my opinion, the mental side of things obviously is, is what defines you as a trader. But how could you look past that and exploit that in your overall life? How do you overcome those failures from the time you first take a step of your conscious behavior to the point you are now, how do you overcome failure after failure after failure to become successful? I remember growing up and I remember the drives and ambitions and the dreams that I had in my head. I remember painting the image of my head of who I thought a successful person was, what they did, what they had to go through, who they were, and it was completely wrong. The battle to become successful and you know, to clarify the definition of success is different for everybody. I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about financial success. Because I believe you could be an incredibly successful person in life and not be financially, quote unquote, wealthy. You might be comfortable, but, you know, again, there is a 
clear definition of what each person thinks success is. And that's perfectly fine. And that's what I'm talking to is whatever your definition of success is, how do you go about getting to that definition? How do you meet those goals and then exceed those goals? Because I promise you, if there's one thing I've learned, you can blow away every single dream and ambition that you have. Do not be afraid to shoot too high. I know that sounds corny, but it's absolutely true because I've blown away a lot of the goals that I've had in my life beyond measure. And I can't even believe that I've done that. So it's like, that's a huge, huge point. But thinking back to the time I started forming those dreams and ambitions and goals and thinking about of all the failures that I've had along the way, not just in trading, but in life in general, failures I've had as a person, failures I've had in my faith, failures I've had, failures I've had as a father, as a husband, as a brother, as a son, all my failures throughout life, failures in school, things I've done wrong that I've overcome in all, in, in all those instances growing up, you think it's the worst thing in the world. You think, how am I going to overcome these failures? And then every single time in my life, I have come out in a better position. Every single time I've gone through a failure in life, I've come out beyond better. I take two steps forward after taking the one step back. And that's the crucial point in life. And it got me thinking, what divides the line between the unsuccessful person and the successful person? And again, the broad definition of what you think success is. But what keeps the unsuccessful person from accomplishing their goals and dreams and aspirations and the successful person to do their, to, to accomplish their goals, dreams, and ambitions. The first thing I thought about is the book can't hurt me. If you followed me for a while, you know that the book can't hurt me by David Goggins is one of my favorite books. And I might, and although yes, it's not a trading book, it's a, it's a motivational types book, but in a way it is a trading book because it's all about the mind. And Although I love motivational self-help content, if I'm honest with you, I hate a majority of the motivational speech you see on YouTube and all this other stuff on the internet because it's a little fake and corny. It's like, oh, if you just apply yourself, you could be a millionaire. I think it's just nonsense for the most part because it's very broad, it's very generic, and it does it's not that accurate. So what really connected me to this book, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, was the fact that it's very real. Uh, it's literally about your mind and your mental strength. That defines who you are as a person because every single person faces adversity in life. They face failures and obstacles and roadblocks along the way your entire life. Some people more than others, sure. But that doesn't mean that you can't come out on top. There are people born with a quote-unquote silver spoon in their mouth. They're born with very well-off parents. They're born with Ivy League pedigrees. They're born with in nice homes with never have to want for anything, and they turn out terrible. They turn out very unsuccessful. They have no drive. Then you have people born in the gutter. You have people born in the worst neighborhoods with worst parental conditions and the worst possible financial situations. And they come out being millionaires or business owners or very big parts of the community or huge in the, in the spiritual world or in, in whatever aspect is successful, they find success there because they drive out of there. And it all depends on how you perceive your situation and how you deal with failure. And that is absolutely huge. From a trading perspective, it's it's phenomenally huge because you deal with failure so, so much in trading that it's how you perceive and deal with failure. Do you just continue to say, oh, well, that's just me. I'm just a failure. I'm never going to do this. You know, I take puts at the lows and I take calls at the highs. And you just continue to make the same stupid mistakes, complain and moan about it over and over and over again. Or do you say, all right, well, there's obviously something wrong. I've been doing this for two years. I'm not a stupid person. So why can't I get this? There's a reason why you're not getting it. You probably know the answer to it, but you just refuse to look at yourself in the mirror. I promise you, you're not stupid. I've seen people dumber than me, and I'm not I'm not the brightest crayon on the box, and I still am pretty successful at this. And there's people dumber than me 
that are more successful at this than I am. So it's not about intelligence. It's about how you react to the situation of losing and adjust, fine-tuning, tweaking. And one of the reasons I love trading so much is precisely because of that. It's such a grind. It is a, it is the epitome of difficulty in terms of improvise, adapt, overcome. We've heard those three words together, haven't we? Where you you put together a system, adapt because it's not working, and then you overcome. And you do that three-word cycle over and over and over again. And that's about that drives your mental toughness. But anyway, back to this book, Can't Hurt Me. And I'm going to read you a page or two out of this book. Because I, if you haven't read it before, I highly encourage you all to go get a copy of it and read it because it's a fantastic book. And like I said, there's, I'm very, very particular about the motivational content that I consume because some of it is very generic and nonsense and very just very much like yelling at you to tell you to do better. Well, I get it. But honestly, your mind is your biggest obstacle. What you tell yourself is your biggest obstacle. The things that you tell yourself to placate your failures, the reason why you're not losing weight, the reason why you're not improving your situation. The reason why you are constantly failing in life is because you're not adapting to a certain situation. Am I saying that you can apply yourself mentally and become a millionaire? No. Can you improve your quality of life? Absolutely. Every single person can do something to improve their quality of life and improve their experience here on this earth. So if you could bear with me, I'm going to read you a page and a half out of this book. And yes, this is not an audio book, but uh, just bear with me because I want, I want you to hear this. All right, here we go. From the time you take your first breath, you become eligible to die. You also become eligible to find your greatness and become the one warrior. It's up to you to equip yourself for the battle ahead. Only you can master your mind, which is what it takes to live a bold life filled with accomplishments most people consider beyond their capability. I'm not a genius like some professors or scholars, but I am that one warrior. The story you are about to read, the story of my life, will illuminate a proven path to self-mastery and empower you to face your reality. Hold yourself accountable, push past the pain, and learn to love what you fear, to relish failure. Live your life to the fullest potential and find out who you really are. Human beings change through study, habit, and stories. Through my story, you will learn what the body and mind are capable of when they're driven to maximum capacity and how to get there. Because when you're driven, whatever is in front of you, whether it's racism, sexism, Injuries, divorce, depression, obesity, tragedy, or poverty becomes fuel for your metamorphosis. The steps laid out here amount to the evolutionary algorithm, one that obliterates barriers, glimmers with glory, and delivers lasting peace. I hope you're ready. It's time to go to war with yourself. The reason why I want to read that to you, I mean, literally, it gives me goosebumps to read that. The reason why... I wanted to read that to you is because that last sentence, it's time to go to war with yourself. I think of myself as a very driven person, but I'm also my own worst enemy. The conversations I have with myself in my head made me realize a long time ago that I am my own worst enemy. Whenever I go through a period where I just don't want to work out or I'm failing at my workouts and fitness, it's because of me. I'm telling myself in my head, you're too tired. You deserve a week off. You're very sore. You don't need to do that. You've worked hard the past couple of years. Just take a week off, play video games. You are your own worst enemy. And if you go back and listen to that again, or even pick up the book and read it, you'll, you'll see that the best thing about this book is that he doesn't blame anyone else. He doesn't tell you to overcome adversity in terms of what other people are doing to you. It's all about yourself, the barriers you place in front of yourself. 
And I think it's incredibly, incredibly true. Now, am I saying that other people and outside influences don't affect your life, don't get in your way? Absolutely. But your biggest enemy is the one within. There's a proverb out there. I forget where the proverb comes from, the source of the proverb. But it says, if you have no enemy within, the enemy outside can do you no harm. And that's absolutely true. If you are completely content with yourself, if you're not at odds with yourself, with your mind, then anyone else can't touch you. The haters on the internet can't touch you. On Twitter, on YouTube, which trust me, I get a lot of. The haters out there can't touch you because they scream and yell and kick. The friends and family or people that backstab you behind your back can't do anything to you because you're mentally strong. You're at peace with yourself. But thinking further into this, if you've got a goal out there to lose however many pounds to get to get in shape. And if you don't know me, I talk about fitness a lot. I'm just, just going to take a step back here. But I don't want you to think that I'm. I, I don't, when I refer to fitness, I don't refer to bodybuilding or vanity or just trying to get ripped in jack bro. I'm talking about functional fitness. I'm a big believer of functional fitness. I think every single person has a duty to themselves to become more functionally fit every day. You can do something. Even if you're in a wheelchair, you could do some sort of fitness, something. Even if you've got some sort of disability, even if you've got some sort of barrier, you can still do something. Even if you're morbidly overweight and haven't worked out in years and years and years or ever, you can still start. Just go for a walk around your house and then do a little bit more the next day. You could start. You could do something. Just because no one in your family has ever traded before, just because you know nothing about finance, just maybe you were a liberal arts major. And you have you know nothing about finance. You have no background in finance. You don't know anybody has a background in finance. Doesn't mean you can't be a successful trader. Doesn't mean you can't learn how to buy stocks. Doesn't mean you can't change your family tree for the better long term. You just have to apply yourself, accumulate knowledge a little bit at a time, and become more successful. But you tell yourself it's okay. You could you could sit on the couch tonight. You don't have to eat healthy tonight. You know you don't want to anyway. So why put yourself through the pain of of doing that? Why put yourself through the pain? of having to diet and not getting what you want. You could just eat that pizza, eat that ice cream. But the failures that you experience in life, at least that I found out, are self-driven. There are situations you put yourself in that causes you to fail that you can overcome and how you deal with those failures. But failure is such a huge, huge part of life. There is no such thing as not failing. So when you start to experience failure and you go through seasons, you know, life ebbs and flows between being on the mountain and being in the valley. Some days you're on the mountain, some days you're in the valley, some days you're climbing up the mountain, some days you're falling down the mountain, head over heels, hitting every rock on the way down until you hit the valley. A failure after failure after failure. Everything just goes wrong. You have a fight with your spouse, you get fired from your job, you lose 10 trades in a row in the market, you lose 50% of your account on two trades, you have ice cream every day and you, and you gain back 15 pounds in a couple of months, you go through an injury. You have some sort of disease diagnosis, some medical diagnosis. You have a family member have a medical diagnosis. You go through all these things in life that you feel like that it's just getting hit in the face again and again and again. You tell yourself, this is only me. Of course it is. This is my luck. Of course this would happen to me. This is my luck. But I guarantee you every single person out there is saying that. Every single person out there is saying the same thing. Oh, just my luck. I hit every red light on the way to work. Oh, just my luck. This happened to me. That is the view of the 99%. It's so human nature to think poorly about yourself, to think poorly about situations, to think poorly about failures. It's human nature to go there. Why? Because it's ingrained in our brains to 
placate yourself. It's your self-defense mechanism to say, oh, it's not your fault. It's okay. You can step back from this and take the break you need. It's your self-defense mechanism in your brain to placate yourself. So you don't feel that little twinge of it's your fault. You need to fix this. This is your failure. You caused the situation. You ate the ice cream. You took that bad trade. You refused to learn. You got fired from your job. When you start to look at things that way, yeah, it sucks because you were like, all right, well, I did cause this. But at the same time, it's liberating because it allows you to take control of your circumstances. We could sit here and complain about the MMs and the hedge funds and big money screwing us over in conspiracy and, and hating on the little man and Nancy Pelosi doing insider trading and all this kind of crap. Or we could take control of our situations. We can't control any of that. We can't control what the MMs do. We can't control what hedge funds do. do. We can't control what big money does. We can't control what political parties do. We can't control what Congress does. We can't control what Nancy Pelosi does. All we can control is what we do. Where do we put on our trades? What systems do we learn? Do I sit here and scalp every single little candle and get blown up? Or do I wait for high confidence trades at supports, high confidence trades at resistance, and take those trades, one to two trades a day, three trades a day, make your money and move on. Do we put rules in place to protect ourselves or do we continue to chase price action all day, every day in the consider and then asking ourselves why when we keep losing day after day? Are you really gonna sit there and complain about how fat you are day after day or are you just gonna get up and do the work? At some point you get tired of those conversations you have in your head. At some point you get tired of saying, I am so fat, I can't wait to lose weight, I can't live like this, I can't even put this shirt on because it's so tight, I can't, I, I feel terrible, I'm tired all the time. At some point, you get tired of that crap, and you just fix it. You just accept the reality of the situation that you put yourself in, you get up off your butt, and you fix it. You get on YouTube, and you learn some strategy. You get out a piece of paper, and you write down some ironclad rules that's going to keep you from blowing up your account. You, you start following the right people on Twitter, you start following the right people on Discord. I'm sure I'm not the only community out there that does some good wholehearted strategy and risk management. I'm sure you could follow a couple, a bunch of different ones. Just find a group of people, and not necessarily me, but a bunch of people. Find like-minded individuals that are going to help you pursue your goal and get you in the right state of mind. Start thinking to yourself in a positive manner. If you experience a failure, then take acceptance. Take responsibility for the role you played in that failure. Fix it, or at least start on the path to fixing it, and then move on. And I promise you, if you start accepting and embracing these failures as experiences to learn to be better, your life, your quality of life will start to improve. You're not going to become a millionaire overnight. You're not going to lose 50 pounds overnight. You're not going to become the best person in the room overnight, but you're going to start to inch your way forward, inch your way forward, inch your way forward. And then in, and then in one, three, six, five, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, you're going to be an amazing, amazing representation of yourself. You're going to be way beyond who you were in your current position if you continue to grind, if you continue to accept those failures and move forward. And I can't, like, this is such an important episode for me because failure is such a huge part of it. There's no way to avoid failure. You're going to fail all the time in the markets. It doesn't matter how smart you are, how great you are, how long you've been in the market, shorten you in the market, how great your system is. You're going to have failure all the time. But how do you reduce those failures? How do you trim up those failures? How do you learn from those failures? And how do you put your best foot forward? Don't just sit there and get pounded in the face over and over again and say, all right, well, this is just my life. This is who I am. I have a generational curse. My dad was a loser, so I'm a loser. You know, I'm never going to break out. You can do it. You can achieve your version of success. Everybody's version of success is different, but you can achieve 
your version of success. You, you don't even understand the things that you are capable of. I have blown away. I, I remember thinking about in high school, I had no idea what I want to do with my life. I came from an absolutely broken home, terrible home, terrible father. I had strong aspirations to be better than my family, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. No idea what I was going to go to college for. No idea what I was going to do with my life. All I knew is that I was not going to be in that situation. And I, I have exceeded. I wish I could go back to my 16-year-old self and say, hey, your life turned out pretty awesome because this is what you did. These are all the failures that you did that every single time you go through those failures, you're going to think your world's over. All the relationships that ended, all the mistakes you made, all the jobs that you went in and out of. Like now, it's like all those failures are blessings in disguise because you rose above those events. And the funny thing is there are some failures that they're not worth overcoming. Some failures are, are just learning experiences, like failed business partnerships. I had a failed business partnership, oh man, how many years ago? Seven years ago? Eight years ago now? Financially, it wasn't that big of a failure, except for the massive amount of time resources I put into it. But from a relationship partnership standpoint, it was a massive failure. Partnerships are incredibly, incredibly, incredibly difficult, if not impossible to manage. And that's what I took away from that. That's what I learned from that, is that in order for a partnership to work, you have to be firing on all cylinders. Both parties need to be firing on all cylinders at all times. Otherwise, it just crumbles. So there's there's life lessons that I didn't have to overcome that because I came out financially sound from that position. And I know I'm never going to enter in a partnership again, so I didn't have to overcome that. But I learned from it. So there are certain failures that you don't have to overcome. You just learn from and move on. You clean up. You get out the broom. You clean up the mess. You throw it in the trash can. You're glad that's gone. Boom. You move on with your life. Past decisions are failures that you could learn from. Especially, don't even get me started on being saved into religion. When I was saved, because I, you know, my, most of my life, I was a non-believer. Most of my life, I was an atheist. I didn't believe there was any God out there. But the moment that I was saved, the guilt that I felt for all my past sins, all my past failures, experiences, baby. Learning experience. I gave it all to God. Learning experiences. Everything in life is a learning experience. And that's the biggest thing I've, that I've done in my life moving forward. And I'm still still always finding new aspirations and new goals and new failures to overcome every single day. Every time I make a mistake in life, how do I learn from it? How do I be better? How do I make how do I not make the same mistake again? Every time I say something I don't mean to someone that's that's I should I shouldn't have said, how do I learn from that? How do I interact with people better? That's what I'm always trying to do. How to be a better person. I am not perfect. In no way, shape or form am I perfect. No nor do I even think I'm perfect. My biggest thing for me and the position that I'm in and you know being a strong male figure and leading a family is my ego. Ego is a big thing for me. And I know, especially for me, I've got to keep that crap in check because the market will eat your lunch if you get too egotistical. If you think you are right all the time, the market will eat your lunch. And you got to remove it. you got to remove your ego from it. You have to remove your ego from your life. You have to remove ego from your trading. You have to remove your ego from your relationships because that ego will destroy everything. And that's something I always work on to take that out, that it's not me doing this. It's I give it all to my Lord and Savior. I give all the credit to my wife and kids for upholding me and being my rock and foundation. I give credit to that I know it's not all me. It's not all about me. But that's something I learn to deal with on a daily basis. So what's something that you deal with a daily basis? What's a failure that you experience constantly in life or in trading that you can overcome? What's What about in trading specifically that you can overcome instead of face the same failures over and over and over again and blaming other people, blaming the MMs? telling yourself you're too stupid, that you're not capable of doing this. How do you overcome this? Now, if you elect to follow me and you elect to follow the rules that I put in place, then 
I've given you a great outlook, a great foundation on which to build your system. And I don't mean technical stuff. I mean the trading rules that I've learned over my many years of trading that I've put in place, that they are unbreakable. You can't break these rules and be successful. The risk tolerance, the position sizing, the reducing your expectations, all that stuff. The emotional side of stuff that's that's non-negotiable. You got to put that stuff into play in the market. What are you going to turn to when your system goes wrong? What are you going to turn to when your diet goes wrong, when your workouts go wrong? What are you going to turn to when anything in your life goes wrong? Anyway, can't hurt me. I highly, but that's a huge, huge part. I'm sorry. I probably rambled like through half of this episode, but you know, fit, dealing with failure is such a huge part. Strengthening your mind is the absolute paramount of the successful person. And that book, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, is the epitome of mental strength. Now, David Goggins is a very, very, very extreme person. He runs 100-mile marathons all the time. So he's an extreme example of mental toughness. There's probably five people in this world that can do what that man does. He's an extreme example of what happens when you apply your mind. But think about what you can accomplish. And he even said it. Let's go back to what he said. Let's read this last verse again because this is awesome. Human beings change through study, habit, and stories. Study, habit, and stories. You have to study, create habits, and then stories. Through my story, you will learn what the body and mind are capable of when they're driven to maximum capacity. How many of you operate at maximum capacity have ever operated at maximum capacity? It's astonishing what you can accomplish. Because when you're driven, whatever is in front of you becomes fuel from your metamorphosis. And that's a, that key word there, metamorphosis, is amazing. Whatever is in front of you can become fuel for your metamorphosis. And metamorphosis, again, change. Metamorphosis is a fancy scientific like caterpillar butterfly word for change, meaning you have to change what your mind is. You have to change who your mental thought process is to become that person. It's an awesome, awesome thing. I love the use of that word metamorphosis. It's so intentional. The steps laid out here amount to the evolutionary algorithm that obliterates barriers, barriers placed on yourself by yourself, glimmers with glory and delivers lasting peace. Because when you achieve those goals, once you get out of your own way and achieve those goals, you have lasting peace. I hope you're ready. It's time to go to war with yourself. By the way, that's just the introduction. That's not even any of his chapters. That's simply the introduction to the book, Can't Hurt Me, by David Goggins. Highly encourage you to go look it up. Obviously, a best New York best time seller. But hope you got something out of this episode. Uh, I get I get fired up by this stuff. I could talk about this stuff all day long. I think it, it's so applicable to so many different aspects of your life outside of trading, in trading, your relationships, your relationships with your kids, with your wife, with your husband, with your with God, with your boss and coworkers, how you interact with yourself, how do you look at yourself, how do you talk to yourself, how do you think about yourself. It's an incredible experience of overcoming failures and improving your mental capacity. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know we got off on a tangent there. We didn't talk a lot about the direct financial stuff. However, I think this is equally, if not more important than the technically financial stuff. So if you liked what you saw here, please follow us on Spotify. We release episode every week or two. Come over and join the Discord, the Options Millionaire Discord, as well as our YouTube Options Millionaire channel. We do Monday, Wednesday, Friday live streams open to the public. We also do streams every single day for our Discord members. You can also follow me on Twitter, OPTS Millionaire. And then, of course, we've got our website, theoptionsmillionaire.com. Fantastic resource to get your mind right and learn the real way to trade. So as we close this episode and you head off to start overcoming the failures in your life, 
I'm going to leave you with this. The only thing separating you from financial greatness is the decision to be better. <laughs>